Hmm. Uh. Um. Yeah. Here we go. Here it is. Yes. Another episode <laughs> of politics. Okay, so it has been uh, about a month since our last episode, which was, in fact, not an official episode of politics. Um, I know this distinction can be a little bit confusing to those of you who are new to politics. Uh, so I'll get into that. But before that, let me say welcome. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, those of you who are um, longtime listeners, thanks for returning. Uh, to you, the politicians, I say thank you. But also to those of you who are new to politics, I say thank you in uh, no less an enthusiastic way. In fact, I say it with equal enthusiasm. Thank you to the old listeners, and thank you to the new. Uh, this is Politics. My name is Tim S., and I am uh, your host and your guide through the jungle of American politics, um, which, as we've mentioned on prior episodes, is especially uh, leafy right now. It's a leafy jungle. Normally, it's, it's uh, pretty leafy, but... Uh, these days, the leaves are thick and fast, uh, growing quickly, uh, everything's dripping with jungle juice, oof, mm. which is just water, to be clear. Jungle juice, uh, is just water, it's not anything weird or gross, although I suppose there's probably some dirt mixed in with that water um maybe some uh animal excretions okay so it might be a little bit gross if the jungle juice has animal stuff in it um plus dirt it's probably a little bit uh you you don't want to drink it don't drink the jungle juice of american politics because you might get sick you might get Politics cholera. Hmm. Um, so, uh, for context, for those of you who are returning after a long politics absence or are new, um, we've only had a couple episodes over the last few months. I, uh, being the host of politics, and uh, in a sense, it's heart, or it's hand, um, or maybe it's brain could be all three although i would really say uh if i'm being honest i think that uh, interim assistant producers slash interns jazz and billy are really the hands of politics um seeing as they record the episodes and post them to the internet uh they uh edit it we usually record about eight and a half hours of content and then edit it down to the best half an hour. So you're getting, you know, the cream of the crop. Um, they're, they're really the hands of politics. I will say I am the heart. Now, while I don't want to discount my analytical abilities, because they are, of course, um, what bring people back to politics and back to me as a voice of political insight and reason 
Because you can't have insight without reason. You have to be able to make an argument, and one cannot make a great argument without using the tool of reason. Um, I, I do feel that uh, the heart is a better metaphor than, than the brain, because really politics is all about uh, heart. Who's got the most of it? That's usually who you want to vote for. And that brings us to the topic of this episode of politics, which is the American presidential election. Uh, We haven't really touched on this much so far, and that's partly because uh, I was stricken by a months-long case of apoliticalness where I didn't like politics and didn't want to talk about them and didn't enjoy them. But uh, I subjected myself to a constant dose of political speeches, Um, American political speeches, of course, since this is a show about American politics. And that seemed to has done the trick. Uh, I'm back into liking politics and caring about them again. And what is more political than a presidential election? Uh, An American presidential election, to be clear. Um, And we're in the middle of one right now. While there, I don't think there's any actual voting happening. Uh, There's a lot of people who are going up on stages and making speeches. Um, They're putting ads on the television. I see them sometimes, um, although we only have a uh, a basic cable package in the politics household, um, which is a little disappointing because I suspect that there's politics channels that I am not able to see right now. Um, I set up about half a dozen televisions in, uh, not in a row, but there's two rows of three. Um, There's three bigger televisions. um, And they're the old style ones, the big ones that have uh, like a, a, a big butt as opposed to the 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 thin guys that you see now in, in certain um, fancy restaurants and houses if you peek in through the window while you're wandering around the neighborhood thinking about politics, as we all do at times. Um, you know, maybe uh, just wandering, uh, not with any real direction in mind, uh, with your brain spinning um, because of all the politics on it. And then you kind of, um, you see a house in the distance that has particularly warm lights coming from it. Um, and then you, you maybe see a family uh, of four, as the typical family is these days, um, with uh, a, a mama and a, and a and papa and a, a son and a daughter, and they're all kind of getting ready to sit down for dinner and you, you you walk by the house you walk towards the house first um, drawn to it in a, in a strange way and you kind of peer through the window and watch them sitting down for dinner and maybe the the parents um, you can kind of tell that they're they're uh, not in a great place in their relationship but they're working through it. And the kids know this on some level. They're maybe a little bit too young to understand uh, the nature of adult romantic relations. Um, 
but on some level they understand and they also understand that their parents are trying their best uh that that when the parents ask them questions about how they're doing at school while while this isn't something that the kids want to answer because they're going through the the um early stages of adolescence and are just they, you know they're living inside their own heads they're, they're dealing with a lot of things hormones uh you know um teen drama all the things we've all gone through although um personally i had a relatively drama free childhood and uh did not often speak to other teens because i was more interested in elected officials um and reading about them and going to their offices and asking if i could have a meeting to which they would always say no since there usually isn't a good reason to meet with a teen in a in a suit who shows up at your office for no good reason. And, uh, well, the point is, uh, we are <clears throat> in the midst of another presidential election. Uh, there's a number of candidates running for office. Uh, the office of the presidency, of course, of the United States of the presidency of the United States of America. And um, uh, despite being out of touch with politics for several months, uh, I am spending a lot of my time, at least 15 minutes of each day, uh, catching up on the events of the past few months of the election for president of the United States of America. And uh, I believe I'm developing a familiarity with the different candidates, uh, some of whom are running for the Democratic Party and others for the Republican Party. And of course, uh, the current president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. And the J, as we all know, does not in fact stand for any name. It is simply an initial uh, because uh, J is Donald's favorite letter as it stands for justice. So actually it does stand for justice. His name is Donald Justice Trump, uh, as we all know. Uh, A name he has given himself, uh, having been born with none. Since he is as established... In a prior episode of Politics, a small impish creature inside of a man suit, a mechanical man suit that he manipulates with his claws, and also with uh, some amount of demonic magic. But that makes him no less our president. Nothing in the Constitution, as we've also established, says that a small impish creature in a man suit cannot be president so long as it was born in the United States and as far as I know it was and so uh, Donald Trump one of the one of the candidates he will not be the subject of this episode of politics we may or may not do uh, an episode on him in the future on his candidacy candid- candidacy on his candidacy. Ooh, that's a tough word. On his candidacy for president. Um, it will 
kind of depend on how he's doing uh, when we when we prepared when we when we're preparing to do that episode. Um, if he's still one of the top five candidates or so, we'll probably cover him. And if not, uh, we won't. You know, I I would love to do an episode on every single one of the candidates um, from Donald Trump to uh, former Vice President Joe Biden um, to Senator Bernie Sanders. Um, And I'm not reading these off a list. These are all from memory. As as you all know, uh, I don't use notes or uh, reference points or bullet points um, or outlines when doing an episode of politics. This is all off the cuff and from memory because I feel like that's the most honest way to go about recording a podcast. Um, you do the research, but only as much as you need to, to, to uh, talk about a thing. You don't want to do too much research because then you might come off like a know-it-all, but you do the research and then you wait um, two or three weeks Really let that research settle in. And then once it has almost been forgotten, once it's kind of in the back of your brain, along with uh, your first kiss and maybe your second dog, which is not to say that your first kiss and your second dog are in the same parts of your brain, but, you know, where the memories go. They're not related. Those two things are not related. They're just hanging out with old memories. So you wait for it to go there, and then once it's there, kind of marinating in your brain juices, then you uh, hit record and start talking. And I think that's the most authentic way to, to speak of politics. Not um, not off of a, a, a you know, a, a bunch of note cards put together by an intern or a staffer or an associate producer interim, but uh, from the back of your brain where the memories live. And so um, we may or may not do that episode on Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders or um, the other candidates, all of whom I know and can name. But that's not what today's episode is about. Today's episode is about perhaps one of the most surprising candidates of this presidential election and season, Major Pete Buttigieg. Major Pete Buttigieg. Um, we're just going to call him Major Pete for the rest of the episode, not because I had trouble saying that, but because. Uh, that is, like, what people seem to call him, so I think that's what he prefers to be called. Um, I can say his last name, obviously. You've you've all heard me say it. I don't think we need to go through that again, um, because I proved that, proved that I can do it. And it was fun for you to listen to and fun for me to say, but this episode is not about fun. It's about digging into the background and the foreground of Major Pete. Mm. 
So let's um, talk about Major Pete. Um, as I just mentioned, my, my, my research process is pretty straightforward. Um, I read about someone on the internet for 15 minutes. And yes, I time myself. Uh, there's a couple of uh, go-to websites that I like to go to. One of which is, of course, Wikipedia. The other being AskJeeves.com. Um, I find Ask Jeeves is really more of a, a, a place to ask questions, and then Jeeves helps you find the answer someplace else. So it's a little bit less straightforward than Wikipedia, which uh, seems to be an encyclopedia of some sort that has been put together by very smart encyclopedia experts. Um, and so having read a little bit about Major Pete, I feel like I am now confident to speak about his career and um, how good he's doing at running for president. And um, I won't be giving a recommendation about whether or not you should vote for him. Um, but I think what we can do is have a nice talk about him, and then you can decide for yourself if you like what you hear. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's not what this show is. Uh, if you want to get told what to do, I suggest you listen to another politics podcast, uh, assuming one exists. And as far as I know, they don't. Uh, so Major Pete is from uh, Indiana, where he was born. He uh, was a smarty pants as a kid and um, came to school wearing a suit every day because he knew that one day he would be um, an important politics man. And so uh, some people think that's weird. Some people think that, you know, deciding you're going to run for president when you're five years old is uh, a little bit uh, concerning. Maybe something that uh, should be dealt with by one's parents um, who should, for example, tell you that you have a childhood, which is one of the few times in your life when you can enjoy yourself and develop a personality and experience empathy with others in a way that leads to a character. <laughs> but I think Major Pete bravely chose to go a different path and to devote his entire life and indeed his entire being to the idea of becoming president. Uh, so he went to school every day in a suit, um, brought a briefcase. Inside that briefcase, he had a copy of the U.S. Constitution, a Bible, um, pictures of every single president so that he could look at them intently uh, and kind of think to himself what it must be like to be a president and how important one must feel and how there is no way to feel this important, as important as this man, unless you become this man. And to become this man, you must study him and live like him. But then you can do better than him and be the, even the best president that's ever been. So that kind of thing is what he thought every day um, in his briefcase full of papers and pictures. And um, he did good in school and was a top student and then eventually uh, graduated. He wrote a nice story about Bernie Sanders, who is another guy running for president right now. 
Um, so they're best friends because that's how that works. If you write a nice story about somebody, they become your best friend forever. Uh, then he went to college at, I don't know, probably Harvard or Yale. Did really good there. Uh, un, you know, I think before he went to college at a Harvard or Yale, he probably had some, some thoughts about like how to make the world better. And those thoughts probably had to do with, say, um, going out amongst normal people and learning about their concerns and then working with them to empower themselves to uh, take power from those who have it and shouldn't have it and then use it to better their own interests and in doing so also form uh, stronger bonds between each other and empathy and uh, a sense of community. That's one thing that he probably thought that you should do <laughs> before going to Harvard or Yale. And luckily, when you go to a great school like that, uh, they teach you that politics isn't about um, working with the people around you and uh, <laughs> striving together to make each other's lives better. In fact, it's about... Uh, gaining credibility with the people who already have power and then becoming one of them. <laughs> so that's what he did. And, you know, it turns out when you want that stuff in this country, there's a couple of ways you can do it. Um, you can either be born into a lot of money, um, usually having a parent who's a millionaire and then another parent who's a billionaire. That's a really good way to... Uh, become a, a big important politician um you can look back at, at lots of our presidents did this and it worked great for them uh like uh, uh president kennedy um you got a, a president roosevelt number one <laughs> president roosevelt number two um it worked great for them you can have a uh, dad who's the top cop um and that's how uh, George W. Bush became president. But you got to do stuff in between. You can't just have fancy parents and then go right from that to being president. You got to either like uh, be a governor. So pick a state. Make sure you have the right accent for that state. And then run for governor and win and do whatever. You don't have to be that good of a governor. As long as you just check the governor box. You're basically qualified to be president. Um, so Major Pete kind of did a, a different thing after college. Um, a little bit, I I'm going to say unconventional, based on my study of history and of all the other presidents. He went to work for a man, a very mysterious man, named McKinsey. Um, and I'm guessing from his name, this McKinsey is an Irish or Scottish fellow, or um, he's just a big fan of Irish and Scottish stuff and changed his name. Like it's maybe it's a fake name, and he he like uh, he picked it because he really likes um, I don't know uh, Irish dancing or Scottish dancing. He's, he's, he's definitely a fan of either Irish or Scottish dancing. Maybe both. Uh, although that seems a little bit... That's a kind of a cop-out. I feel like you should have to choose. So this McKinsey guy, um, he owns a business. 
that does a whole bunch of weird stuff, right? Um, they will like they'll like uh, make a deal with the government and then go into another country and kind of like figure out how to fix its economy, um, or or like they'll go into another country and then like work with uh, a grocery chain like a grocery store and figure out how to make them beat the other grocery stores using money tricks. So it's probably really exciting to work for this McKinsey guy because he can do all sorts of fun stuff and uh, go mess with other countries and kind of like see what you can play around with in their governments. Um, And so that's what he did for three or four years. Uh, He doesn't like to talk about it and won't talk about it because... Mr. McKinsey is a very scary and violent man. Um, I learned this from trying to email him. And uh, only a few minutes later, two men wearing jackets that say McKinsey on the back showed up. And also said McKinsey on the front, little patch. Little patch in the front said McKinsey. And then a bigger a bigger thing like a, like a letter jacket like a like a high school letter jacket with an m on the front and then a much smaller thing that says kinsey but then a full a full script mckinsey on the back like nice nice letter jackets they show up at my front door knock on the door uh, i open it i don't check to see who's there before i open the door i think that that is cowardly um and then one of the guys uh, his sunglasses on, kind of cool, slick back hair. They looked really cool. I'm gonna be honest; these guys look really cool, um, and I, I liked them immediately. I was like, "Wow, I would love to work with, for Mr. McKinsey if I get to be as cool as these guys." And one of the guys is like, "Hey, you asking questions about McKinsey?" And you know what? I. I felt like I had to kind of show off a little bit there. I, I, I don't normally do that. But normally I'm, I'm uh, a little bit meek and mild, but I was like, yeah, yeah, I got some questions for McKinsey. Um, and then they smashed my face in. With their fists, uh, but also knees. Uh, I believe there was an elbow. At that point, it was hard for me to tell what, what was hitting me. Um, and the reason why I know about the the writing on the back of their jackets is that I was on the ground bleeding and they walked away and they each kind of like brushed their hands off like it was a job well done and uh, looked back and said, uh, does that answer your questions? And I said, yes, it does. And I didn't like them as much at that point, but they still looked cool. So that's who he worked for. <laughs> The McKinsey guys. Um, and after that, you know, uh, he got sick of, of, of doing uh, crazy things in other countries that help, probably helped those countries, I'm guessing, because generally speaking, secret things done in other countries are helpful, one would think. Uh, he joined up with the U.S. military. That's right. The military of the good old U.S. of A. And uh, I think he fought in a war. Um, 
which means that I respect him because I have to. And then he came back and uh, he earned the rank of major in the war um, because of all the bad guys he killed. And it's okay that he killed them because they were bad. And now he is running for president. Um, he is, I believe, the youngest person ever to run for president named Pete, which is a fun fact. Um, other fun facts about Pete. But bike. Um, May a Pete for president. May a Pete for president. Take your president pills and put a nice suit on. May a Pete for president. Is play a piece for president. You've really got good grades, and the pollsters want to know what you think about Medicare for all. Yeah. <laughs>